Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What is up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm here with the one and only JJJD Rogers. What's up? Good morning. And... Back again, Miss Laura Eldridge. Hey, y'all. I've really missed you. Man, mm. we have missed Guess you. Guess who's back? Mm. Back again. <laughs> yep. And could, 20, could 2020 get any crazier? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the sky is falling. Yeah. It feels Man, like. We still have a couple script. months left. So, David, um, if you just jinxed everyone. Season mm-hmm. 200 and what is this? Season 244? Mm-hmm. Season 244 of America is crazy. I'm telling you right now. 244 years since the founding and season season 244, man. They are bringing all the stops out. I'm telling you. If I'm being honest, last night I laid in bed and I thought, I wonder what the finale of 2020 is going to be. I don't even oh. think it's the election. Oh. I think I think a finale is and some people are like, "Oh god, don't what put that on. Don't not put that on do to me. Don't put that bad Vibe on us. We don't believe in vibes. We believe in Jesus. So <laughs> whatever happens, it's going to be okay. But that's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Yeah, today uh, we're talking about the idea of like, why do I feel the way I feel? Why do I do the things I do? Why does my life have all of these outcomes? And uh, particularly in the realm of like, like, if I were to right now examine my life and go, man, why do I keep falling into this sin? Like this habitual sin, I can't seem to get out of this or, hey, this thought life, I'm constantly filled with anxiety, anxiousness or depression, or um, it just, it, I've just been in this fog or whatever. Like, why is my life seem like it's at a, a lower quality than I thought being a Christian would be? Like I keep running back to the same things, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, like the same outcomes that I know there's something more out there, but they, I keep getting the same results. Why is that? Mm. And uh, I, I mean, I think a lot of people sit here, like I know t- talking to a lot of guys, they're like, bro, I just can't shake this or I just keep going back to this or I can't. And it's like, why, why, why? And uh, right now around politics, I think a lot of people are like, man, why am I, people don't even know it. They're like, I'm, I'm more anxious than ever. I've been more consumed by social media than ever. Um, and a lot of people are just asking why about a lot of things. So hopefully we can provide some truth. Yeah. Um, so On why I, you do what you do? Yeah. Why do I do what I do? Mm. And I don't know if we have the exact answer to this today, but I think we, we, God's word has some good things to inform us on. And so that's right, David, let's just start with like, kind of like the, all that's going on with politics right now Yeah. and like use it as an example uh, why do you think that people are more divided than ever, um, anxious than ever, you know, depression rates are escalating, suicide rates are escalating, drug abuse is escalating. There's so much. And, yeah. uh, I think all these things we're about to talk about kind of have a correlation. Uh, but why would you just start there? Like, why, why do you think that is? I think, um, man, it's a broad question. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun podcast. I got a feeling. I got a feeling it's going to be helpful and help some people. Um, So why are people, as it relates to uh, the climate we're in, feeling more anxiety? Let me give a hot take. It's not because there's more uncertainty than than there has been in the past. And what I mean by that is 
every day, like six months ago, you woke up and you know what life had for you? Complete uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow you're going to wake up and you know what life has? Complete uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You may have a stroke. You may die. You may lose your job. A meteor could hit Earth and take out your entire country. Like there's not been more uncertainty. There's been more exposure to uncertainty. There's been more exposure to division. There may have been for you more exposure to um, the uh, what ifs and the, uh, you know, here's here's the thing about politics. And this goes back to your question. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing even about the climate that we're in that makes me so sad for our country and so sad just for everyone, because we're all feeling it and can feel it because it's hard to escape, is uh, fear sells. Like mm-hmm. you can raise a lot of money mm-hmm. for a campaign on if you don't, then this will, mm-hmm. or we have to do like fear will sell. Like an example, like if you don't vote for me, you're going to get- The world's going to burn. Yeah. And things and, will be over and your children will yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. be sold into slavery. Hey, if or, you don't get you know, this security system for your house, although it costs thousands and thousands of dollars- you know, that's exactly you're right. doomed. Exactly right. You're getting a burglar every night. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, and so I think that has only been spun up, spun up more and more. And some of that probably people are, are spewing that, whether it's on the news or social media, out of a genuine place, and some of it not from a genuine place. But the more that you consume, and whatever's your intake is going into your heart and your mind, is going to have an impact on your life. It's like this, um, and then I'll read a verse that I think is really related to this. But on Saturday mornings. I wake up, I take my son, crew, and we'll go pick out donuts. Sometimes we'll do it on Wednesday, sometimes Saturday. But we'll go pick out donuts. The same thing happens to me every time that I go eat donuts. I, uh, we go get one, we pick one out, eat one, and then I take it home. And, you know, we all have donut holes and donuts. Like two hours later, I feel like I want to go back to bed and I just want to die because mm. I just ate so much sugar. I um, I like feel sick to my stomach. I'm like, why did I do it again? In the moment, it felt great. I enjoyed it. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. What's y'all's favorite donut? What's your don- I was about to ask you that. What's your donut of choice? Man, I'm embarrassed right now, but I'm gonna. I'm going. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Apple fritter. Dude, oh, that, that's those are actually good. a good one. That's, that's good. a really good one. Wow. Yeah, you might be up. 90, but it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a safe place here. <laughs> that's my dad's favorite. Okay, and then the second one is jalapeno kolaches. Oh, yeah, the cheese oh, yeah, and the jalapeno. For oh, sure. Man. Blackies? I feel so Yeah. Uh, kolaches oh. are good. Oh, they're so good. But anyways, it happens every time. You eat that, and then you feel terrible because junk food in, you're going to feel like junk. Mm-hmm. When you consume junk um, food in terms of the content of what you're filling your mind with, whether it's on social media and what's going to happen, what will happen rather than the word of God or what's true and meditating as Philippians tells us to on whatever is good, pure, noble, mm-hmm. lovely. Think about these things. You're going to feel anxious. Uh, in Philippians four, Paul's antidote for anxiety is prayer. And it also is replace the things that you're thinking about. That's what he says. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Then he goes into, and finally, brothers, whatever is true, lovely, pure, noble, think about these things. So the rent, uh, the uh, antidote that Paul gives is make sure your mind is being filled with the right things. Jesus in Matthew chapter six, verse 22, said a really interesting uh, verse where, um, do you guys know which one I'm talking about? Let's just pull it up here. All right. Seek first. It goes into that. The kingdom of God. It's right around that. It's but like he says. 633. Um, oh, yeah. It's close to it afterwards. Uh, it's right before he talks about, hey, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. He says this. What you eat. What you drink. 
What'd you wear? Immediately before that, he says, <sighs> the eye is the lamp of the body yeah. or the light of the body. Mm. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If your eyes or what you look at is unhealthy, your whole body or your life will be full of darkness. If the light that is within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? His point is, hey, what you are looking at, what your attention is fixed on, or what is consuming your thoughts, your attention, your mind, is going to impact the rest of your life. The Bible over and over talks about how what our heart is filled with, what our mind is filled with, is directing our life, is going to come out. So if you're feeling anxious about things, man, I would wonder, or I would ask, how much time are you spending on social media? How much time are you spending watching the news or checking your favorite you know, website for the latest update about something versus how much time are you spending in God's word, breaking away, just stop. Read scripture, pray, remember the truths from God's word. There is not more uncertainty today than there was two years ago. You just may be more aware of it or you may be more concerned of it and thinking about it more, but there will never be more uncertainty than there's constant uncertainty. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that'll never increase for the rest of your life. You, we live in a world that every day is full of uncertainty and none of us are in control and we I, can lean into God or not. I think it's not just seeing too, like what you're hearing. It's like all the senses, yep. like anything that can like. Yep. And so even when you have conversations with people, like ask yourself, Man, the group of people I'm always with, it seems like we're always gossiping or mm -hmm. talking about like negative tone, negative tone, just down. Our country's going up in flames and this and that. And this so-and-so's wrong. Did you hear what so-and-so posted? And negative, negative, negative. Yeah. And like, I would encourage you, get with people, look each other in the eye, remind each other of truth, speak life, ask them, how are you really? Mm -hmm. Like get to push all the circumstances aside and get back to like caring about the heart of each other yep. and, and looking at each other and caring for one another and actually being intentional with your time and with your words. And I heard once, uh, no one listens to you more than you. Mm -hmm. And so like what you're speaking out loud to your friends or to yourself, like you are listening to that and yeah. it's informing how you feel. Yeah. So if it's like, man, this country's in a really, really bad place. We're so messed up. Yeah. That's, you're hearing it. And then you're believing it, it's taking root in you, yeah. and it's producing what might be anxiety or other things. Yeah. So true. There's a scripture that talks about how you feast on your words. David, you probably know it. But my my thing there is um, I think people don't realize that they have a voice that they have, like, or how to use their voice. So it's like when your friends are speaking poorly or um, you're in those circles, people don't realize they can, like, just speak up and say, hey, I don't. I don't think that we should be talking like this. Like yeah. it kind of kind of gets me down when we're like constantly spinning on these topics and complaining and or start the conversation with y'all today. We're not talking about politics, right? And that takes <clears throat> courage and leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or how bad things are, or whatever. There's an old pastor named Martin Lone Jones who had a, a quote that I thought was relevant to this, pretty savage, where he was like, "Most people don't realize that most of their problems." come from talking or from listening to themselves rather than talking to themselves. Dang. I'll say it again. Most people's problems come from the fact that they're listening to themselves versus talking to themselves, which sound really similar, but is what he means by it is listening to like, man, I'm terrible. Life will be terrible. Mm -hmm. Things are falling apart. I'll always be alone. No one cares about me versus, hey, God is for me. 
And he quotes it from Psalm 42 where the guy goes, um, why are you so downcast on my soul? Hope in God, yeah. soul. And the guy's talking to himself. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Christ- up speech. Yeah, Christians need to do more of that, not based on like some um, artificial, be happy, but like, no, here's what's true. I woke up today and God put breath in my lungs. I'm here for a purpose. God created me uniquely on purpose. He made me the way I am because he wanted me to be the way that I am in terms of the way that I look, the gifts that he's given me. He placed me in the place that I am and I have a chance to honor him with how I act. I can soak in how I'm not good enough or I can live for the only one who is good enough, the only one who ultimately matters and talk to yourself. And he says, most people's problems are a result of they just, they listen to themselves. They listen to themselves versus saying, no, here is the truth and I'm going to stand on it, live by it and hold on to it. That's good. Is this a you thing or is this just me? I literally sat with three girls yesterday and they were talking about how um, one girl was like, I just feel like depressed lately and I don't really know why. And I was looking at her and, you know, we had the conversation about what's going on and all of that. But I was like, you know what I do? Sometimes I literally yell at myself, like whether it's in the mirror or in my car, like I am okay. You guys might think I'm crazy after this. I'm okay with that. I think okay it's a you that. thing, but I'm for it. I am for it. I love it too. That's definitely a like, you thing. Listen. I sing to myself. Do you really? Oh yeah. You? Hairbrush in the mirror. Give us, I just, give us I, a. <laughs> nope. But Come I'm on. like, listen, I am taking charge of my thoughts and I'm not going to sit there and wallow no. when I know that my God is for me and That's there is right. a whole scripture worth of truth that I can declare over myself. Yes, right. So That's yes. right. I mean, Take it. Definitely you think, but that is a <laughs> right thing. I Why, mean, that, that's true. Okay, this is, this is fire. Okay. Why do we make the negative things so simple and then make the, the good truth God feels things so complicated? Like, like, why are we so, why is it so easy for us to like spit out the bad and like yeah. harp on the bad and like, like say bad things, but then prayer and like reading truth and reading the Psalms and like speaking life and like all those things. Like, why do we overcomplicate that? It's the same exact like yeah. action required. Yeah. The same exact thing required. Like just don't read social media, read God's word. It's like, why is it so much easier yeah. to read social media over God's word? I think, I think there's a lot of reasons why probably, but I think some of it is just the sin nature that we have mm-hmm. inside of us that looks for the negative, that wants to dwell on the negative. Um, you know, when we spend eternity with God uh, in heaven forever and ever, it's going to be awesome that there is no negativity. Yeah. You know, so should I neg- feel bad though? Like I've been to this Christian thing for a few months now and like, it's still so hard for me to like be disciplined in prayer and like talking to God over people or, or, or reading social media or articles or watching the news over reading God's word. Like, does that mean I'm a bad Christian? Like, um, I mean, part of being a Christian means I recognize I'm a bad person. So I'm going to, I, you know, by that, I mean, you can't be a Christian without saying I need a savior. There's nothing that I can do on my own that would earn me the right to have a relationship with God because of the things that I've done and just the thoughts that I've had and the person that I am, I need a savior. I'm a sinner. So if you're in a place where you're going, man, it's harder for me right now to spend time disciplined and in, in prayer. I, does that mean you're a bad Christian? I don't even know if there is such a thing as a bad Christian or if it is, we're all bad Christians um, because there's only one good Christian and that would be Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I would focus more on um, putting a plan in place to, to move further and 
your relationship with God. If you're struggling to spend time in God's word, confess that to hopefully a small group of people you have around. Ask them to hold you accountable. Take small bites and go, I'm just going to hold on to this one verse. I'm going to read this passage and I'm holding on to one thought today about God. And I would begin to climb that. We get so lost in just the spiral of even asking questions like, does that mean I'm a bad Christian? Why am I such a bad person? Why am I? And it's just like, dude, stop. Just hold on to one verse and what is true and meditate on that. And um, so. Yeah, that's good. So I want to keep us moving forward in the same vein. We're talking a lot. I see themes of input and output, like what goes in, produces what comes out. And, you know, so we're going to move on from politics, like we're telling people they maybe, yes. maybe they should. And Please. Not trying to like, not, like it's not there, but, um, you know, so we talked about why do I feel the way I feel, but now let's talk about why do I do the things I do? Mm. And, you know, so I think for men, this is a lot of the conversation around uh, sexual sin. Like, man, I cannot shake this pornography addiction. Mm-hmm. Or, man, I cannot stop hooking up with when, women that I meet on Tinder. Or I just keep going back to masturbation or whatever it might be. I keep going back. I keep going back. I can't shake this. It seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And I've been in this church thing for three years or whatever it might be. Um, like so many guys, I think, David, even like go to community. Like, and it's just like they can't shake it. And then for like Laura, I need, I know for girls, it's like, man, why do I end up with the jerk guy? Why do I, why do I care so much about my body image? And you know, pornography for girls as yeah, well. Like yeah. it's huge and totally. only growing. Yes, totally. Yes. And so there's like, so both parties, I think, um, especially in sing, like in singleness, I want to just nod at this. Like, I, th- I think one thing I'm like learning with, as I get more and more married friends, like there's just something about having someone to constantly get to process with. Mm-hmm. As a single person, you're stuck with these questions a lot of times. If you're not in active, healthy community, you're stuck with these on your own, and you're in your head like, "Why do I keep doing the things I do? Why do I keep doing this? Would a marriage yeah. fix this? Yeah. Would a going to church more fix this? Like, what will fix this? What will mm. fix me? So, what would you say to all of that? Um, man, it's really loaded. We could do another entire mm-hmm. conversation just on this one of, "Hey, why do I keep running back to those things?" I think. Um, and they're all interrelated. If the question is, hey, why do I keep sleeping around? There may be, uh, it's almost like we need to pick one because if, if it's yeah. pornography, then I would say, man, you got to cut off access. You got to be willing to do what Jesus says in Matthew chapter five of put covenant eyes on your phone, get rid of your smartphone, make significant. So he didn't say that in Matthew chapter five. He says, gouge out your eye, mm-hmm. cut off your hand, which is his way of saying, go to extreme lengths yeah. to uh, cut sin out of your life or else that sin is just going to continue to grow. So to yeah, let's person, like, let's pick one yeah. and like, let's just have you like, let's just go as deep steps as we can. Yeah. And I just say to anyone listening, what we'll say is pretty much applicable to any, like insert your circumstance. The yeah. thing that you're like, why do I keep doing this? Yeah. Insert what we're about to say. So let's do pornography. Like, so okay. let's take it like, Hey David, I've been um, struggling with a pornography, pornography addiction since I was, uh, eight years old mm-hmm. and I have put covenant eyes on my phone. Um, I have, I'm in community. I confess it when I look at it. I usually go about two months and then I go back into the cycle. That's where I'm at. And uh, it's just every time I go back, I, I it takes weeks for me to feel like myself again, mm-hmm. like an awful person. Um, why do you think I even, like, is it about, is like the issue, like the fact that I, I finally looked at pornography or was there something I could have done before that loophole, before I found it or whatever it might've been? Like, 
where do I begin to dissect the problem? Yeah, so the fastest answer would be the reason any of us do the things that we do that are sin is because we have a sin nature, which means what comes natural to us is sin. That's why it's easy for me to be upset and offended or selfish or feel entitled or lust or be angry. Mm -hmm. None of those take work. I've never had anyone sit me down and say, you know what I'm working on? I just don't get angry enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm working on? I really can't lust very well. So I'm, I've yeah. never had that person be like, I'm really practicing to try that. It comes natural. Mm -hmm. The reason why the Bible says is you have a sin nature. As it relates to pornography, um, to go to your more nuanced question, I would, I would ask the question. I mean, it's not as complicated as you would think. It's pretty simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. And going, you may just have to get rid of your smartphone. How are you accessing pornography? Mm -hmm. Where are you accessing it? Where are you getting a hold of it? Um, there will never come a day, and this will either encourage or discourage, probably for the rest of your life, where your, your temptation to lust, at least for a lot of people, I know for myself, and I've heard from men who've walked with Jesus into their 70s that say, no, the temptation, it doesn't go away. When you're young, it's like, what could be, or fantasizing about that. When you're old, it's like, what could have been, or fantasizing about somebody that's, that's so much younger. So that constant, I have to take up my cross and put to death the sin nature inside of me through confession, through a thought level, confessing to other people about what I'm feeling, hey, I'm being tempted. I, I, today, somebody walked by me and they were um, wearing yoga pants and I took a second look or along the way, tracing and confessing those sins before it continues to grow and builds into that. And I think that's an art that, that takes um, some self-awareness that uh, a lot of people don't do. They're not able to trace and mm -hmm. like, pause and go, oh man, where, I'm, I'm running to this. And even identifying what are the things that are triggering me to run to this? When Stress. do I? Yeah, when am I doing this? Is it when I'm alone? Yes. When I'm bored? Yes. Angry? Mm -hmm. Feel invalidated? Yes. Rejected? When I'm, I'm discouraged that I, I didn't get the job promotion. So mm -hmm. I turn to this because it makes me feel yep. um, better or more successful or just like numb or take my mind off it and, and auditing those things. And that's why we harp on community because a lot of times that takes somebody doing what you just did mm -hmm. of asking that question, JD, and going, well, let's talk about, hey, when? When are you most tempted to do that? And mm -hmm. what are you feeling right now? And, and living authentically. And, um, and I think that's the way that we go to war against it. We remove access, we confess, we, um, uh, JP had an acronym that I thought was brilliant, which was CPR, the way you breathe life back in, which is confess. Like I'm bringing it at a thought level, at an action level. I'm confessing to other people what I'm feeling. I'm praying continually. God, will you help me in this? God, will you help me? Uh, I'm not strong enough to defeat this, but you are. I can't, you can. I confess, I pray. And then I, um, repent. Now there's another one. Oh, and remove access. Mm -hmm. And I remove access that I want to cut off what's triggering me to do that. And that applies to, uh, uh, lust. It applies to comparison. It applies mm -hmm. to like anything. Hey, I'm going to confess that I feel that God, will you help me battle this? The thing that I'm looking to battle, uh, I'm all of a sudden more on offense versus defense. And then I'm going to remove access. So I'm not on Pinterest anymore. Um, because, and, you know, I, comparison is just fueled by that. Dream I don't know house what it is. Or, you know, cause I want that dream house yes. and I, and I can't, I never can, I don't have enough money or. Yeah. So I think a lot of people though, or with the ones I talked to, they're like, dude, it's, it's porn or it's comparison or is that like, I'm not about to get rid of my smartphone and be on a stinking razor because of it. Yeah. Like make a case. Like why is it really worth 
that such extreme measures? I, th- <laughs> I think Jesus would say yes. I mean, and that's where the person has to come. You got to come to a place where I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And man, I want to kill this more than I want to have a smartphone. Or I'm willing to kill this even if it... And man, I, anytime I'm around people that have taken that extent at uh, that incredible length or Covenant Eyes, which is a, a software that they put on their phone, you have everybody in your community group, hey, remove all the apps that could be any way that I could access this and um, and remove the, the internet app or the Safari app or remove all of those things. And I want Covenant Eyes, which is uh, something that you can put on your phone or your computer. Those are steps that genuinely the people who want to get healthy and that want to get well, uh, like Jesus asked that, the man by the pool of Bethesda, hey, do you want to get well? If so, here's the steps to take. And I think that same question he would ask to you is, do you really want to get well or do you want to keep carrying this? When you have your 40-year-old birthday party or your 30-year-old birthday party or five years from now when they roll the clock forward and you're sitting around with friends, is this something you want to have mark your life? Mm -hmm. If not, there is a clear path towards getting rid of it, but it won't happen one day or overnight or just go away. It happens when we make war through confessing continually praying and removing access or taking extreme measures to remove it. And I think that's where a lot of us need to step back. And I am clumping myself in here. I think we need to confess honestly that we're lazy and that we have a poor view of God, a low view of God. And it's like, we don't think righteousness is that big of a deal or it's worth it or like following God wholeheartedly is worth it. And we also, it's like, that takes a lot of work. It's a lot easier to just numb out. It's a lot easier, like you said, David, to just let your thoughts kind of tell you uh, what to think instead of 2 Corinthians 10, 5, I and taking control actively of my thoughts. And we're just lazy and we're fed in, in culture like social media and TV. The average person in America watches TV four hours a day. That's 28 hours a week. That's insane. That's like, I think by the time you're 65, (laughs) I think that's like nine years of your life you spent watching TV. And it's like, okay, it's easier to just check out and ignore the problems happening in your life. And there are people listening that have some big problems and it is just easier to check out. Yeah. And the low view of God translates into, um, the Bible says, if you're a Christian, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is at work inside of you. That's Mm -hmm. astounding. The same thing that took Jesus's body and said, you're back alive is somehow at work inside of me. It wouldn't shock me if we get to heaven and we see clearly, wow, the ability I had to fight sin, the life that I could have lived, the way I could have been Jesus's man was all I had access to that the entire time. And I had no idea. And that's what the Bible says. You and I have in Christ through dependence on him, through confessing and making war against our sin and, um, and, that's a battle that for the rest of all of our lives, we'll continually have to fight. That's good. So just to, just to wrap up and <clears throat> kind of recap what I hear you saying, like it really does matter. Like your, your input does determine so much of your output mm-hmm. in that conversation. I hear less is more like, Hey, cut off the things in your life. And it feels like you're losing, but no, you are gaining. You're going to gain clarity of mind. Uh, you know, the fruits of the, I mean, love and joy and more you're, you're searching for happiness. More isn't necessarily the answer. Um, like what do you need to remove and pray about and confess? And then um, last thing I would say, and then you can wrap it up, David, is just I, I'm always reminded of Romans 12, 
do not be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed Mm -hmm. by the renewal of your mind. And that word transform is a process. Mm -hmm. And it takes so much pressure off myself. Transformation is a process. And so if right now, overnight, you're not free of your addiction that you held onto for 12 years, it's okay. And that's the beauty of, of all the characteristics of God, that he is patient, steadfast, faithful. So come on. Anything for us, David? Man, I think it's a great note to end on. That's all I got. So, hey, as always, if you have questions, email us at info at the porch.live. I think we should give away some swag. Yeah, we got, we got some, some new swag. Some new swag. Yeah. So it looks good. It does, man. JD and, uh, and no, Aaron, Aaron team crushed it. So, hey, if you want support swag, here's what you got to do uh, do a review on iTunes. I don't think you can do reviews on Spotify. Uh, I don't, think I don't so. know. I don't, maybe. If you know how to do a Spotify re- review, maybe, you send us one of those through Instagram. Yeah. Just take a screenshot of it on, on iTunes or Spotify and take a screenshot and we will send some swag to somebody out there. Whether you're in Texas or not, you'll be eligible to win. But that's it. We love you guys. If we can do anything, again, email us at info at the porch.live. We'll see you next time on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.